Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Couturier giveth and Couturier taketh away. Uh, God damn, man, what can you say? The guy has been absolutely freaking dominant against uh, the best players in the league this year, but tonight he was not. Um, before that terrible turnover, just didn't feel didn't feel the pressure. Um, gives it away, but before that, it just didn't seem like he was his normal dominant self. Um, don't know what to say, man. Like, how can you? It's it's a terrible it's a terrible turnover. It really uh, it really sucked, but. Fuck. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing comments. One point is better than zero. And that's true. Getting a point in a road game in which you were trailing three to one. Yeah, that's great. That's all well and good. But man, they had such a push at the end. Played such a good third period. I, this camera is really pissing me off. I'm sorry, guys. All right, I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm done fucking with you. Uh, they, they played such a good third period. Um, just really got back to that game that, that took away all of... Uh, all of Pittsburgh's time and space and use their use their good defense to transition to offense and just could not seem to hit the freaking net so many opportunities uh JVR could have had a hat trick with his uh with his opportunities tonight is held off the scoreboard uh man i have i have real mixed feelings about this one um i i, I there's not a ton of analysis coming out of me tonight just goddamn what could have been Start the final 32 off with a uh, come-from-behind victory against the Penguins, but it is not to be. Sidney Crosby adds to his ridiculous production against the Flyers. What do you have, three points tonight, that game winner? Of course it was him. Of fucking course it was him. Ugh. You know, the story of, of the game before the break was how well the Flyers defended the uh, those top two Pittsburgh lines how well, uh, you know, Giroux and, and especially Couturier did against Crosby and Malkin, and it just was not the same tonight. You know, the Flyers, they, they get the three goals, they tie the game, but, man, if, if I'm looking at this, like Malkin from Hornquist, Rust from Crosby and Malkin, Latang from Crosby and Malkin, and we're looking at goals from, you know, Pitlick from Albe Kubel and Niskanen and Lawton from Pitlick and Hayes, like – they needed more out of their best guys tonight. Their best guys really kind of let them down. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, though, man, Jake Voracek kills the Penguins. Um, he had a couple of uh, – we'll always focus on the bad with Jake. I realize – I saw the turnovers. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I see it. Uh, but his career goal numbers against the Pens are freaking incredible. Like, more than double his, his – uh, his career average, I, I had it written down, uh, but it's it might be close to, like, triple. He kills the freaking pens. I might have it right here, actually. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, career uh, career uh, goals a game with the Flyers. Jake Voracek is a 0 0.26. Career goals a game versus the Penguins with the Flyers, 0 0.58. So, like, double, uh, double his career goals a game. He just scores against the Pens, man. And so many of them are like the one he had tonight. Just weird plays where he's in the right place and buries the puck. So hopefully uh, he can keep that up. They just need more out of the rest of their top line guys, though. I know, especially at home, when the, when Pittsburgh can dictate the matchups, it is tough to, uh, to keep Mo Crosby and Malkin qu quiet. 
but they just weren't able to do it tonight, weren't able to keep them off the scoreboard, and that's the difference. Again, that Couturier turnover in OT. Uh, I like the push out of the bottom six tonight, like the push out of the depth tonight. You just needed more out of your top-line guys. It's, it's Pittsburgh, man. You know their top-line guys are bringing it, and you have to match it. Flyers did not tonight. Uh, good third period. Again, I, I, I like the effort. I like the way they really just locked it down in that third period and played that sort of defense that they played, uh, whatever it was, 10 days ago in that 3 nothing win. But as soon as it went to overtime, all of a sudden – that time and space that they had taken away after the beginning of the game, they gave it right back. If Crosby has that kind of time with the puck on his stick, it's going to end up in the back of the net. Whether it's a goal, whether it's a highlight reel assist, you just know something bad is going to happen if Crosby has that sort of time and space. Man, I sound like my high school coaches. Uh, the, the, the joke at St. Augustine when I was there for a year was uh, the, the coach of the varsity, for whom I did not play, uh, every time, but we all practice together. Um, every question he ever asked in practice, uh, the answer was time and space. So if I was like on the bench, which I usually was, and they'd be like, who scored uh, our second goal tonight? I go time and space coach. But, uh, it, that's, that's what it came down to tonight. Just too much time and space for their best players. Got to stay out of the box. I know this was a chippy game. Uh, you need really good special teams performances to beat the penguins. That's what it used to take in the past. Um, I know they had the power play goal tonight. That was big, but you can't you can't let them get a couple of power play goals. You just can't uh, squander your chances, and you can't miss the net. Whether you're on the power play or you're at uh, five on five, you just can't miss the net like they did tonight. I didn't I didn't open up the uh, the shot tracker, but let let's give it a look before I open up your comments because that's going to be I know uh, where are we event summary here. Uh, let's see. They had, uh, 11 misses and 13 shots blocked. The Penguins had six misses and nine attempts blocked. So yeah, that's, you got it. When you get the puck with space, you have to get it towards the net. Anything can happen when you get the puck on net, when you get it into those high traffic areas, the Flyers showed that on their goals tonight, but just couldn't do it consistently enough. And there you have it. Let's get to you guys now. I'm done. I'm done. Coots killed us in OT. Uh, Haig had an awesome game. Haig made some plays tonight. I will definitely give Haig his due. Um, I've liked him better this year than I have in the past. Absolutely. And, yeah, Couturier just was not his uh, typical dominant self tonight. I'm going to try to lift the camera one more time, guys. All right. I'm leaving it alone now. I promise. Unbiased opinion. Pens didn't even deserve a point, much less a win. I, they scored the goals, man. It's not like their best players didn't make those plays. You know, if, if uh, they scored, they scored four goals. I, I can't say, uh, listen, did the Flyers outplay them for stretches? Absolutely. But you can't give their best players that many opportunities and expect them not to win. Uh, if OT was five on five, we would have won that game. We dominated that third period. The Flyers are really good in three on three, though. I'm not even going to, uh, and OT isn't five on five. If ifs and butts were candies and nuts, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to play that game. Hey, Bill, stop me from burning my Cooch jersey, will you? I won't, Gary. Uh, burn it. Uh, we should trade Couturier for Jeff Carter right now. I can't wait for someone to take that seriously. So at least we got a point, though. Yeah, it's, listen, any other circumstance, you're down 3-1 on the road and you get a point out of it in a division game. Every point matters right now. It's just a kick in the dick 
uh, to not come away with the way you played in that third period uh, with the two points. And now you got to come right back to Philly and play the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. I I expect the Flyers to win every game at home. They've been that good at home this year. Um, but it's going to be tough. I assume you're going to have Alex Lyon and Nett. Can't imagine they're going to go uh, – can't imagine they're going to go Elliot back to back. I mean, Elliot didn't have the busiest night tonight. What was the uh, what was the shot total for the Pens? They had twenty shots on net tonight. Um, so it's not like Elliot was really overworked, but it's still a game that went into overtime. He was still on his skates. It's not like when they don't hit the net, you're not having stressful times when. Pittsburgh has those uh, long periods in your zone, just dominating the puck. So can't imagine they're going to go Elliott back-to-back. Um, I guess we're going to get Lyon. It's it's a tough one. I'm going to the game tomorrow. I'm really excited for it. Uh, you guys, I, I just ha- I love the Avs. Um, but I think I'm going to watch a good game, and I think I'm going to watch a win. But, damn, it would have been nice to come away with two points and come home with some momentum. Something to get uh, to get them going to come home in front of the home crowd. Well, that sure was a hockey game. And it was a damn entertaining game. It's not like um, it was over-the-top physicality, but you could tell both teams were getting frustrated with each other. I know they've had time off in between the games and the All-Star break and the bye week and everything, but here they were uh, playing each other for the second time in two games, and you could tell there was a little animosity there. It was a a good Flyers-Penguins game. Um, they 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 couldn't finish it off, and that really was a bummer. Earned this point tonight, deflating ending. Yeah, they they fought, and that's man. It's they gotta stop with these just these short periods of of, of brain fart. I don't even know how else uh, to call it. Uh, Malkin gets uh, the tying goal, three fifty five into the second, and then you know a minute and a half later, Brian Rust gets the goal, gets the power play goal to make it two one. You just can't let that happen. You can't, and I, you can't go to the box like they did tonight. And I, it's not like they had ten penalties. Not like they were super. Uh, it's not like they were super undisciplined. But just the way it unraveled there for that short period of time, you knew exactly what was going to happen, and it did. I'm, I'm, I'm both happy about the way they played in the third, and discouraged that they couldn't put it away and get the two points. Uh, leave Pittsburgh pointless in this one. It, it's. Damn it, man. To win two in a row against Pittsburgh just would have been so fucking big. They were flat at the start and most of the first. I don't know about flat. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, outplayed them in the first, but it was kind of uh, kind of the recipe that I've talked about for these first periods. We know the way the Flyers play, it takes a little bit for that offense to get rolling, for that forecheck to really start to have an impact, uh, for them to get physical in the corners, get to get to the pucks, um, you know, get to the retrievals. It takes a minute for them to get going. But that doesn't mean they can't play really well on their side of the red line, which they usually do for most of this season. And I thought they did that tonight, even when they didn't, in the first period I'm talking about, uh, even when they didn't have the offense rolling, they still limited the shots, limited the chances uh, of Pittsburgh, and then, you know, get the goal at the end of the first, that power play goal to uh to get the lead going into going into intermission so i don't know if they were flat um i just think uh, honestly all things considered one of their better road first periods just in terms of all right we know 
the legs get going on this four check on this offense. Let's not give up two in the first 10 minutes and really dig ourselves a hole. So, and I realize that's a low bar to clear. I'm not like praising them for not giving up two goals, but I am saying considering how we've seen a lot, lot of road games go and how we've seen a lot of their first periods go, this is decent. Provorov needs to be off power play one ASAP. Yeah. Um, We've I've tried to I've tried to look at the production with the six goals that he had and just go, all right, well, it's not like it's his fault entirely, but man, he just is too unsure with the puck at the point. There are just too many missed opportunities on simple keeps, simple plays where you just need to have your puck on the stick and be decisive with it. He is not. Um don't know when Ghost will be back, but you have to give Sandheim a shot up there at some point. Even Niskanen, just to have a guy who's steady back there, um, more of a team in role. But, yeah, uh, I really think it's time to move Provorov off power play one. I wanted to see him get the opportunity, because we've talked in the past about power play time being a, sort of a reward for guys who do everything else. Um, coaches like to use it as, you know, uh, like to use it as that way because you're going to put up points on the power play. It's just what happens, and guys like to put up points. It's fun to score. Uh, but it, And if anyone deserves a reward for what they do, uh, the other two-thirds of the game, five-sixths of the game, it's Ivan Provorov and the work he does as the number one defenseman. It just ain't working, though. It really um, – maybe you move him to power play two – uh, with a, a second defenseman or something, but I, man, it's time to move off of this. Uh, it's time to move off of Provorov as the lone guy out there with the Giroux unit. It really is. Fourth line gave a good showing. Yeah, uh, the depth was good tonight. Also, it's not like the Flyers didn't have chances. It's not like they couldn't have won this game. Uh, you know, Niskanen and uh, and Hayes both bruised the post on a couple of shots. Those are opportunities, but too many misses, too many wasted opportunities, just too many, just not enough, not enough skilled, smart plays in the offensive zone. That's what it came down to. They took advantage of a few opportunities, scored their three goals, got it tied up. That was good, but they had plenty of, uh, they had plenty of opportunity for more, weren't able to convert. Maybe they do next time, but shit, they needed these two points. I wanted these points. These were... Ah! 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 Sorry I'm yelling. Elliot needed to keep that third goal out. He made some big saves elsewhere, but he could have won this one for us. Yeah, it's... Uh, man, I, I, when you give up 20 shots on goal and four of them go in, it's like, uh, come on, man. That's That sucks. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, no, he he needed to was the third one the Latang goal because the Latang goal hit him, right? Yeah, he needed to stop that one. Uh, is it a prime scoring opportunity? It absolutely is, but it hit him and Latang waited him out and got uh got the angle he needed to put the puck in. Latang is a really really good player. Not taking anything away from him, but when the puck hits the goalie, it should stay out of the net. Have to grab the moment. Too many squandered opportunities. Yeah, agreed, Chris. Um, I'm happy that they got the point. Don't get me wrong there. But especially when you win that opening faceoff uh, and have possession like that, and it's Sean Couturier 
your guy, like the guy who's out there who's going to make the good defensive plays, just can't, can't let that happen the way it did at the end. Had a weird feel, not flat, but something seemed to be missing. However, the third and fourth lines played well. Yeah, they just, it was, man, the depth looked good tonight. The top line guys did not give them enough. Um, I have no problem calling out every single guy out there, like especially uh, Drew and Konechny. I love both of those guys. We'll go to war for them whenever. Uh, Drew and Konechny needed to give you more tonight, and they just uh, they didn't. That's you need your best players. Look at look at what happened for Pittsburgh tonight. That's let's look at uh, let's see here. Where'd they go? Here's their yeah Malkin three points, Crosby three points. Latang two points. You needed your best players to give you more tonight. Pittsburgh's did. Phillies didn't. Would you like the Seattle Kraken to take JVR in the expansion draft? Um, I, you know, I think that's maybe where it's headed, but I, it's so far away, man. Any sort of thing can happen. I like JVR. Um, it's going to be hard to replace his production. I realize he hasn't scored at the rate we've wanted him to this year, but he scores goals. He does it. He's done it pretty consistently throughout his career. I don't know why he's not this year. Uh, he's had stretches where he's looked good. That line tonight really needed to give them more. Uh, but I've liked the way he's played overall this season. This is this is the most imp- – it's so frustrating to watch JVR this year. I say this every fucking postgame. It's so frustrating to watch JVR this year because – the rest of his game is like the best I've ever seen it, but for some reason the goals aren't going in. I'm, it's he's gonna have fifty next year. That's my that's my um. This is like when I I told all my buddies that in two thousand nine, Brad Lidge had two years worth of saves to blow, and he did. Uh, but JVR is gonna score fucking fifty next year. That's my only. That's my guess here. Yeah, one point is better than zero. It's. If you were to just look at the result and not watch the game, it's way to go. You got the point. It's a road game after a 10-day break. Um, you didn't let things get out of control like the last time you were in Pittsburgh. Again, I know not getting blown out is a low bar to clear, but Pittsburgh's really fucking good. Uh, I'm so I'm just frustrated with this one. I don't know how to feel about it yet. I really wish we had like a full BSH radio tonight just so I could have Steph and Kelly and Charlie helping me work out my feelings. This is like therapy for me. I get to talk at all of you. I read your comments, but you don't get to talk at me in real time. I don't get to digest it all. And I really wish I had that tonight just to help me get through my feelings. This is, I'm in my feelings on this one, as the kids say. It feels like in big games this year, our top six besides TK and Coots never show up. Look at the season totals of G, JVR, Voracek, Hayes. Not good enough by the big guys. They've had good games, but not enough. If we're going to make the playoffs and do anything, it's not going to be with them playing this way. Yeah, um, I, man, the Flyers have been pretty good this year. I'm not going to kill those guys, but I will tell you, absolutely tonight, they, uh, they, the top six did not, uh, did not really show up. We've seen the home and road splits. We know what they are. Um, Hayes is a guy who really needs to pick up the numbers on the road, especially. I've loved Kevin Hayes and everything he's done, but if he could produce on the road like he did at home, man, that would be $7 million really well spent. Uh, it's, I'm not going to kill them too much over this one, but this one, 
absolutely the top two lines did not do their part tonight. Elliot was abysmal tonight, 800 save percentage, lots of soft goals. When you hold Pitt to 20 shots, you should win the game. Yes and no. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Was Elliot very good tonight? No, absolutely not. Obviously not. They scored four goals on 20 shots. Um, I, that Latang one's tough. Man, those are really good players. That's uh, really good players score a lot. You, you, you can't give them that kind of time and space. Um, I, I'm not depending on Brian Elliott to win me games. Can he now and then? Absolutely. I'm not putting this one totally on him, but was he good enough tonight? No, he was not at all. Pitlick is pretty good, eh? Hey, when Pitlick has played full seasons and been given like third-line minutes, he's scored a little. Uh, he looks like he's a nice bottom-of-the-roster player. He looks like another sort of Scott Lawton where you're going to get a little more production than you think out of him, and you know what kind of hustle and little things and all, all that shit that coaches love. You're going to get that stuff out of him, and he can help you out on offense probably more than you thought. Um, no complaints about the Tyler Pitlicks of the world tonight. That's not what this came down to. If the top of the roster had matched the Tyler Pitlick effort tonight. And I, like when I say effort, I don't mean that they, were, they weren't they were trying. Obviously, they were trying. I, I, I don't think uh, the effort has really been that big of an issue uh, most of this season. But, man, oh, you just let, you let two points get away tonight. Kane's losing to Vegas near the end of the third. Well, that's nice. Cooch, your mother and I aren't mad. We're just disappointed. We still love you. Is that not the worst? I'd rather my mom and dad be so fucking mad at me than disappointed. Like, God damn, even at 31, that hurts. Does Hayes bury that shot without Malkin stick all over his hands? I probably not. I mean, for the amount of chances Kevin Hayes generates, and like I, I have been happy with Kevin Hayes this season. This is not like me criticizing Kevin Hayes because I've really liked his season so far overall. But for the amount of chances he generates, he doesn't score on nearly enough of them. Came back from two goals. I'll take the point. I appreciate the people staying positive about this one. I should probably be more positive about this one. Uh, I just always honestly take it personally when they lose on Friday or Saturday nights. That's really what it comes down to. I take it personally when it's the weekend and I'm doing post-game and they don't win. That's, that's really where a lot of my frustration comes from. God, I missed Flyers hockey. Me too, Michael. Me too. Thought Hayes, Lawton, and Pitlick were the best line going tonight, and the fourth line with Albay, Q, Bell, and Bunneman were tough on the forecheck. It's been a while since we had a good bottom since we've had good bottom Sixers. Yeah, I think they're starting. This was I can't. We never really got to it on BSH Radio. Uh, I can't even remember if I asked the question, but we did a mailbag episode on Wednesday, and. Uh, one of the questions was, uh, who did I expect to have a surprisingly good second half of the season or post-All-Star break? We know they played, you know, 50 games before the All-Star break. But uh, my answer was going to be Scott Lawton. Just uh, it seems like they're starting to get some continuity, uh, starting to get some things settled in the bottom six, at least among four or five of those spots for now. Uh, I, I think when he really gets – when he finds a home and kind of sticks, and it looks like uh, with Hayes he has, um, he, he could have a, a really good final, uh, you know, he scored tonight, so final 31 games now. Need to get two points with how packed the standings are, but every point will be huge down the stretch. Yeah, there's, uh, there's always, 
One is better than zero. Absolutely. God damn, did you need two tonight? That TK penalty that led to the rust goal, I think was bullshit. He got tripped, which caused him to trip. I, it was, ugh. he absolutely tripped. Like it, the trip is not what caused him to trip the guy. That's the thing is he kept hacking away with his stick after he was on the ice. And that was the penalty. I'm not, could they have called both? I get, I didn't think it was that egregious uh, on what knocked down, um, on what knocked down TK, but him continuing to hack away when he was down is, you know, already on the ice is what caused the penalty. I'm not blaming the refs for that one. Hey, Bill, we came back to get a point against one of the best teams in the league when we usually suck after a break. I will take it. I know. I know. I'm trying. Listen, circumstantially, this was a nice effort. Uh, All the things we know about this team, they played well. They're bad on the road. They're bad after breaks. Pittsburgh's really good at home. All these things are true, and I'm sure I'll think more about them tomorrow, but Right now, in the thick of things, I'm just like, God damn it. You came back from 3-1 to one against your biggest rival and then let Sidney Crosby win it in overtime. Ah! And it was Sean Couturier who coughed up the puck in the defensive zone after winning the opening draw, and that's so big. Like, ah. Elliot was off position-wise tonight. He slid, he slid way off the crease on the second goal. Elliot was all over the freaking ice tonight. If you watched him a couple of times, he got drawn way out of the net. But that's kind of just Elliot. That's just kind of – he's not very good positionally. He, uh, he, that's not his game. He is the opposite of, uh, of Carter Hart. He's a, he's a guy who flops around a little. Not like he used to, but – he, he still has, that's still, he's, he's not read the angle, make the save, cover it. He's commit all the way over, dive across. He, he just isn't, but yeah, no, he definitely wasn't on his game tonight at all. Was I the only one whose main takeaway was our bottom six looked really good and Elliot didn't? No, I mean, that's a, it's a fair assessment of tonight's game. I think the depth looking good and the goalie letting them down a little bit uh, is is the story, but when you have your, uh, we've made a huge deal all year. I have, everyone I know has, uh, has made a huge deal of the job Sean Couturier has done against the league's top centers, top lines. Uh, just last time they played Pittsburgh, 10 days ago, uh, he, he played an amazing game and was dominant. Um, that's the expectation. That's what he's supposed to do. When he has a game like tonight and a play that basically ends the game, that's going to be the main takeaway for me. Now, does that mean I think Sean Couturier is no good? Does that mean I don't think Sean Couturier is going to dominate Nathan McKinnon tomorrow or whoever? Like, no, I think Sean Couturier is still one of the best players in the league, uh, but he didn't do his job tonight. Doesn't mean he won't tomorrow. He very well could. Might have a hat trick tomorrow. Who the hell knows? Couturier is awesome. But – the expectation is he is our Selkie award-winning center. He is, do we have that top-of-the-line, blue-chip, stud player, uh, superstar? No. But we have someone who can shut one of those guys down in Sean Couturier, and he didn't tonight. And that's, you win some, you lose some. He wins a lot more than he loses. 
You win playoff rounds with the bottom six that plays like tonight. The top six needs, top six needs to step up. Yeah, um, I think you win. There's Yes, I'm not going to disagree with that statement. Um, I think a lot of the time your bottom six plays so well and can win you a playoff series like you're talking about because your top six is so good that the other team is so focused on them that you get those favorable matchups, and you've got to take advantage of them. The Flyers absolutely did that tonight. They need to still win at the top of the lineup, though. It's so frustrating when we lose games like these just because the Metro point situation. They even said on the broadcast tonight the Flyers are on track for a 95-point year and may still not make the playoffs. They have to be nearly flawless going forward to even have a chance. Yeah, it's... um. They're fighting for that final spot, but they don't need to go on a crazy run like they have in the past to get that, you know, final one or two spots, uh, those wild card spots, or maybe even figure out a way to get into the top three in the Metro. But yeah, you can't give away points like tonight. Um, Not saying they gave it away. Pittsburgh was good tonight. They weren't awesome Pittsburgh, but their best players stepped up and their best players are better than most teams' best players, you know? You can see there that there's improvement this season, but if we don't make the playoffs, no one will see that. Yeah, um, I, I fought the idea of the outside perspective because um, I can all, listen. I care. I, I do care uh, the perception of the team around the city and just around casual Philly sports fans because um, people haven't been paying as close attention as a lot of us have lately uh, over the last few years, and when they just see similar results even though they're it's a wildly different season than it has been in the past uh it's frustrating to hear the uh the casual takes about the team but i just uh you know it's not going to affect my actual assessment of them um so far they are a much improved team uh just in the way they play the chemistry they have the just they look different they look like a team that can play winning hockey which they haven't for a few years now, you know. I like the physical play they're doing right now. NAK is fitting in well. Yeah, and that's that's their game, man. I know everyone wants them, you know, if they're not the Broad Street bullies, they're not physical enough. But to get in on the forecheck like they do, to create the turnovers they do uh, in the corners, along the boards, at the top of the zone, in the neutral zone, you have to be physical to create those types of uh, turnovers that they've done so well all year. And uh, I'm I'm absolutely enjoying, as I reach for my charger, I'm absolutely enjoying the brand of hockey um, that they seem to be that they seem to be finally really all in on. It seems uh, recently they've really kind of got it figured out. I think Kevin Hayes talked about how they've really found their identity and they're moving forward with it, and I think that's big. Uh, I, I do enjoy the physical play, obviously. And that's a big part of what they do. We scored a power play goal and bonus. It was Jake. Jake's been on fire lately uh, with the with just his numbers, the scoring numbers. I said at the top of the show, his goal scoring against Pittsburgh since he's been a Flyer, it's more his goals per game against Pittsburgh is more than double his career average. That Coots turnover was horrible, but man, Elliot didn't bail us out once tonight. Elliot needs to be better. Uh, he, I think he'd tell you that, um, but. I don't expect the backup goaltender to bail out to bail the Flyers out against Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. I, you know, 
how can I expect that? Canes lost in regulation for what it's worth. Well, that's good. Flyers got real physical after they tied it, and it was frustrating Pittsburgh. If it was still a two-goal game at that point, I think it would have been a powder keg. Uh, it seemed like this thing, it, it, it never got over the top, like one of those, uh, you know, Pittsburgh-Philly games from a few years ago. But there's some, there's some good disdain out there, and I think that comes from playing well against them. You know, the, the, the rivalry really seemed to dip in the last couple of years because Pittsburgh was trending one way and Philly was trending another. But uh, I, I like what I've been seeing since uh, uh, this year, except for that first game, obviously, that goddamn blowout in October. It's, it, it seems to be picking back up, though. I'm looking forward. When do they play again? That's a good question. Let's look ahead at this schedule here. They play Pittsburgh again. It can't be it, right? February, March. Where are you at? Oh, okay. So they play Pittsburgh again on March 29th. It is a Sunday. It is a 12 noon puck drop. So that's fun. Looking forward to that one. It's a little while down the road, but definitely want to get the next one. Um, while we're checking out the schedule, let's talk about tomorrow's game and what the Flyers have coming up. Obviously, I mentioned earlier, they have Colorado tomorrow night. It is a 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in the heart of the Wildwood Crest in New Jersey. It's my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars in the entire world to watch a game or really or to watch a hockey game or really any game because there's always a game on at Fitzpatrick's. Uh, it's it's an awesome it's it's an awesome hockey bar. What else can I say? It starts with Timmy Fitz, the owner, because he's always there, making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot, and he is a huge hockey fan. Google Fitzpatrick's. Guess what their logo includes? Hockey sticks. That's how you know it's great. Uh, I, I just love going in there, uh, getting maybe a pot pie. Uh, all the food is really good. I love that pork sandwich. You know I've been putting over that pork sandwich for a couple of months now. But uh, great beer selection. All the servers are great. Bartenders are great. Uh, I, I can't put Fitzpatrick's over enough. So if you're in the Jersey Shore area, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, go there. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. All right, let's get back to your comments. Why did they slot Farabee back down in the lineup? I liked him with Coots and Jake. They moved him back up, it seemed, uh, later in the game. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I'm not I'm not too sure. I wondered about that, but it seemed like he was back up there uh, later in the game. Uh, Kyle, I know I'm supposed to be upset, but this was an entertaining game, and this isn't last year's team, so I'll take it. Yeah, it's man, it, I'm very I'm very conflicted about this one. I it was an entertaining game. It definitely was. Uh, I enjoyed watching it, especially that third period when they just got back to playing the type of defense that they're capable of playing for long stretches. It's, it's really a thing to see when this team uh, gets that four-check going, uh, gets that, that, neutral, uh, that neutral zone uh, transition game going and all of it. Just when they take away time and space, they're good. When they allow the other team to dictate the pace, they get pinned down. They don't get pinned down nearly as much as they did uh, last year and in seasons past. Um, you just can't let it happen, though. Uh, side note, on Miked Up, Hayes calls NAK Coobs. I think I'm not against that as a nickname. Yeah, it's uh, Kooby, Coobs, I'm sure, you know, Coober. 
Sure, it's all of it. Not going to address the scary face behind you? I mean, it's been behind me for years now. It's That's been back there for however long. Buyers or sellers at the deadline? I mean, they're definitely not sellers. What what are they selling? They don't have anything to sell. They have like a core in place. They're not selling anything. Uh, don't know if how much they're going to be buying. Uh, we talked about the possibility of Pajot. Uh, there's a way to make that money work. Uh, uh, I don't know how aggressive they're going to be. Maybe it's just uh, help the depth a little. But like we've been talking about all night, I kind of like the way the depth is coming around. Can they upgrade on a Connor Bunneman? Yeah, sure they could. Um, could that upgrade be bringing Morgan Frost back up and maybe he's ready to go and be an NHL player again? Totally possible. Uh, I'm not sure how aggressive they're going to be as buyers, um, but they're definitely not selling. They don't have anything to sell. Gritty, innocent, or guilty? Gritty is above the law. He's neither innocent nor guilty. He's above the law. He's fucking gritty. Flyers have zero hat tricks this year. Okay. So Lion against the Avs, that's my guess. I can't imagine they're going to go Elliott back-to-back. Like I said, it's not like he had a crazy workload tonight, but it's freaking Brian Elliott. I don't want him playing in back-to-back games. It's He's going to get hurt if he does, so... I guess we just got to play a really, really strong game in front of Alex Lyon and shut down, uh, shut down the abs and take advantage of some opportunities. That's, that's all you can do. When you're down to your third-string goalie and you're playing a team that has the kind of skill that the abs do, just got just to gotta lock them down. Uh, don't, don't let them get on the power play. Got to be physical, uh, but disciplined. All, that, all those cliches that uh, coaches love. Got to do that shit. Uh, I think we need to put G back on wing with Coots for the last 29 games. We might make the playoffs without his pro- – we we might make the playoffs – we might miss the playoffs without his production. Uh, bring Frost back up to center a new third line of JVR and TK. Yeah, I do not like the idea of a JVR-TK-Frost line. But I'm, I think Giroux's been better at center this year than he was last year. But – I do think Giroux is a winger at this point in his career. That said, leading up till tonight, I really liked the Giroux JVR TK line, and I didn't think I was going to. It, it, it has failed in the past, uh, but so far so good. Uh, you know, before tonight, uh, over the last few games with those guys together, uh, they just didn't get it done tonight. Absolutely, I will say that as many times as I can. I'm not going coddle those guys they didn't do their job tonight but I don't know if Frost is ready I think he should be I think he should be up here taking his lumps um because they don't have a uh it's not like they have a better option that's it's tough it's a tough situation they're in without Patrick and Limblom it just is um obviously those guys, if they could go, they would. You know, it's not like these guys are milking groin injuries or something. They have serious conditions that they're dealing with. Uh, Christ almighty. I mean, I, I can't even imagine Oscar Lindblom and Nolan Patrick with the migraines. It's just a tough situation they're in lineup-wise. Uh, I think the bottom six is coming together. But, yeah, they. Um, I think Frost should be up. How does Pittsburgh pick up bums like McCann, Bluger, 
Tanev, Jack Johnson, who turned into good, good-looking, skilled players overnight. It's insane. These guys were AHL or buried fourth lines, uh, and then boom, Pens, good. That's watching the Pens. They just have like an overwhelming chemistry and hand-eye coordination. They go shifts in a row without an incomplete pass. It's it's hard to explain how they do it, um, but. Fuck, man, they're a good organization. The results would have been a lot less frustrating if there weren't so many chances to win it in the third. Yeah, no, that's that's part of where it comes from, is they could have had two points, and Pittsburgh could have had none tonight if they just, man, they had some prime chances that they missed the net on, got blocked, especially late in the third. Just, uh, they can't, I, I said it earlier, they had 13 misses and 11 shots blocked, something like that. Too many. Uh, you got to get pucks towards the net. You saw when they got them to high traffic areas tonight, uh, they scored some goals. Um, can't can't squander those opportunities by just missing the net entirely. I know it's hard. I, try, I get it. I get it is hard to put the puck on the net. You're not trying to hit the goalie in the chest. You're aiming for a spot, and it's a small spot, and it's hard to do. But, man, too many misses. We can only hope when Ghost comes back, he provides a much-needed boost and points production, especially for the power play. That'd be great. Um, man, I love Shane Goss's bear. I do. I His ceiling is high. Uh, he's got a ton of potential. I, I don't know what he is at this point. I really... It would be really cool if he came back in the final 30 or whatever games. He was awesome and was just gave you some semblance of... Uh, of the early ghost, but he hasn't been good for over a season. He hasn't been good for a season and a half. I I, I love the guy. I own two Shane Gosses Bear jerseys, but uh, they would it would be much needed. Absolutely, they shit man getting Ghost back and he's a half a point a game player would be awesome. But he hasn't been that guy lately. Oh, wow, I'm caught up on the comments? Shit. All right. Oh, it's Jeff's first time. Well, that explains that. Welcome, yes. All right, that's why you hadn't seen the face behind me before. That's believable. Where the hell has G been? I think G's been a lot more solid than than the numbers look. He needs to produce points. And and that's the power play. The points Giroux is missing are basically the power play points that this team isn't picking up. Uh, I, I get that his numbers are down, and he's paid to put up numbers. He does a lot more, though, and uh, again, like, man, that uh, that area pass he had, I think it was the last Pittsburgh game before tonight, like, that was an awesome play. He still makes a lot of really good plays. Um, he has not been this as good this year overall as he was the previous two. That's, I think that's clear. Do I think he's declining? <sighs> Tough to say, because I've thought that before, you know, I... At one point, you know, when he was dealing with a couple injuries in a row, a couple down seasons in a row, I was very much concerned that uh, he was in decline. Could this just be a down number season for him? That's what I think until proven otherwise, because shit, man, he's bounced back before. He plays through everything, so you'd never know if he was hurt or not. The dude doesn't miss games. He's not the player he once was. That's been clear for a little while, but he still affects the game in a lot of ways, but again, tonight, he was not good enough. That's very obvious. All right, see if we got a few more comments. 
Hurry up and get back between the pipes, Hart. Yeah, they need a, uh, especially, man, it would be awesome if Carter Hart just wakes up tomorrow like Adam Banks and is like, guess what, guys? I'm playing against the Avs. That would be really cool. Yeah, they, they definitely need their number one goalie back. I know he's had his road woes. I know uh, he's been up and down a lot this season. But when he's been good, he's been freaking awesome. And they could really, really use that. All right, let's just wrap this up. Uh, let's get on with our Friday night. I have a beer in front of me I haven't even touched. Let's check her out. Uh, oh, fuck, did I just spill beer on my laptop? I did. Shit. Well, that was stupid. And if you're looking for damn tasty beer, why not? Check out the Crest Tavern. That's right, the Crest Tavern. The Flyers have a full slate of games coming up in the month of February. They, of course, kick it off tomorrow, a Saturday night contest against Colorado, 7 o'clock. They're in Detroit, 7.30 puck drop on Monday. Home against the Devils on Thursday. Back at it uh, next Saturday night at Washington. They got a lot of big games coming up, a lot of division games coming up. Uh, if you're looking for anywhere to watch any Flyers game, let me suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in the heart of Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Easy to get to from all shore points. Really easy to get to from all over the Delaware Valley. Damn, is their food good. Damn, do they have a good beer selection. And it all starts with the owner, Timmy Fitz, because Timmy Fitz is a hockey fan, and that makes his bar a great place to watch a hockey game. They have all the direct TV packages, so any game you want to watch is on. And if you need any other selling point, I say it every show, but it bears repeating because it's my favorite movie uh, of all time, except for maybe Ghostbusters. But there's a Slapshot movie poster in the men's bathroom. So if you think, like, oh, I don't know, is it a place to watch a hockey game? That settles it. That right there tells you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern is the place to watch a hockey game. I love it there. Uh... I've been going there for years. Ava, my girlfriend, has been going there for years. Her dad hosted Quizzo there. She does now in the summers. It's just, it's an awesome place. I don't know, I don't know how else to put it over. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, go there, eat, drink, have a great time, watch sports. It's really fun. All right, let's see if there's a few more comments and then let's get going. In G's defense, he had a great forecheck in the third, taking the D off the puck and centering to JVR for a goal chance. Here is hoping that line hits the score sheet tomorrow. Yeah, I did want to point that play out. Thank you, uh, Vinit, because that was an awesome play. Uh, he got right in there, textbook, uh, turn around, get the puck out uh, from behind the net to center it to JVR, and JVR just couldn't bury it. He had three prime chances. I think that one was his best one, uh, and it was off of a great play by G and just couldn't bury it, so... Uh, that is true. I forgot about that play, but did want to point it out. Uh, took note of it when it happened. Hope you're well, Bill. Thank you, Nikki Hall. Elliot's decently, decent at least. I'm genuinely genuinely worried anytime Lyons starts. I mean, he's your third-string goalie. You should be worried when your third-string goalie gets in there. Maybe he has a great game. You know, every now and then a goalie plays a great game. Shit happens. Um, you know? They got to the Stanley Cup final with Michael fucking Leighton in that. So maybe Alex Lyon comes in and steals the show tomorrow. I don't know. Ooh, that's a crazy thing to even. That's what I'm going to end on. Maybe Alex Lyon comes in and steals the show tomorrow. That is all the time I have for you on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to handle tomorrow's post game because I'm going to the game. Uh, maybe I'll do a quick one on my phone. Maybe I'll see if I can get Greg or Kelly to fill in. Um, we shall see. But that's all the time I have for tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, have a great weekend, everybody.